0: RadioInfluence.com.
1: Former ICE director Tom Holman unabashedly raises the curtain to expose what's really going on with the crisis at the southern border on this episode of United Patriots Uprising with Gary Benford. I'm your host, Gary Benford. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is available at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hope you'll subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review, and be sure to tell your friends about this show. You've got to listen up, America. Why? Because this been-there, done-that guest has unimpeachable credentials, having spent years dissecting border atrocities firsthand. So let's get into it. He began his professional career as a police officer in New York State, then joined the United States Border Patrol in 1984. There, his position spanned the gamut, among them Border Patrol agent, investigator, special agent, supervisor, special agent, special agent in charge. It gets even better. In 2013, he became the executive associate director of Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, known to us as ICE. During the Obama administration, then President Trump appointed him as acting director of ICE in 2017. Tom subsequently retired in June of 2018. He's the author of the best-selling book, Defend the Border and Save Lives, and the founder of Homeland Strategic Consultants, LLC. He's a Fox News contributor who we've seen recently interviewed by the likes of John Roberts, Harris Faulkner, Lawrence Jones, Dagan McDowell, and Sean Duffy. It was a pleasure meeting and spending two weekends with him at the Rock the Red convention in South Carolina, and he was a guest twice when I did this show live. I'm very happy to bring to the podcast a man who puts it all on the table, Tom Holman. Tom, how are you?
0: I'm doing all right. I'm busy. busy.
1: I know you're busy. I know you're fighting the fire, and and let's get the fire. Let's just start stoking it right here. A country without borders isn't a country. The subtitle to your book, your book titled Defend the Border and Save Lives, reads, Solving Our Most Important Humanitarian and Security Crisis. You authored that book in 2020. I'm afraid to ask, but this is why you're here. Where do we stand now in this regard?
0: Well, look, I, I wrote the book, Defend the Border and Save Lives, because the secure border saves lives. When you secure the border and uh, and, and the world knows you have a secure border, Less people are going to make that journey. Uh, but under this administration, when you open the border up like they did, when you make promises of uh, moratorium on deportations, uh, we're going to end ICE detention. Um, we'll give you a free plane ride to the city of your choice once you get here. We'll give you work authorization. Um, we're going to tell ICE they can't arrest you for simply being here illegally, and you get work authorization. And on top of all that, I'm going to try to get you medical care, uh, taxpayer-funded medical care for illegal aliens. When you make those types of promises, the whole world won't come. The most vulnerable people in the world will put themselves in hands of criminal cartels to come to the greatest nation on Earth. And when you do that, many people die. So even though the administration wants to claim that their policies are much more humane than Trump's policies, it's wrong. When President Trump had immigration down 83%, when 83% of people were 83% 83% less people are coming. 83% less people are crossing the, the border. How many children didn't drown in the river? How many women didn't get raped by the cartels? How many uh, how many how many drugs get the country because the border patrols online? How many billions of dollars do the cartels not make? Since Joe Biden's been president, we got over 1,700 migrants have died in U.S. soil, a record by far. We got over 100,000 Americans dying from uh, drug overdoses of a drug that comes across that open border. So President Biden's policy, they like to call him humane, but they're not. They're killing Americans at record numbers and, and they're killing migrants at record numbers. Therefore that's, that, that's the whole I wrote, wrote, wrote the book, Defend the Border and Save Lives. So where are we at right now? We're at a historic crisis. When we, when Biden took office, he inherited the most secure border in my 35 year career. The most secure border in my lifetime. And the data proves it. Anybody can look the data up. I, as, as I just said, illegal immigration down 83%, a 45 year low. So, but he purposely unsecured the border. And I've been telling people for the last two years I've worked for six presidents, starting with Ronald Reagan. Every president I worked for did, did something to help secure the border, even Obama and Clinton did. No one did more than President Trump, of course. But Joe Biden's the first president in the history of this nation. Who came into office and unsecured a border on purpose? And and so we went from the most secure border to historic numbers we've never seen in the history of this nation before. Historic illegal immigration on purpose. And that just shocked shocked every citizen in this country.
1: Absolutely. And believe me, that was the not that was going to be my second question. Most people have no idea this is by design. Please tell them why, because people would say, hey. You don't have a country if you don't have a, you know, a border. There's a border around the Vatican. There's a border around everything. Why would any administration actually want an open border? Because as you just said, you don't know who's coming across. and you know, it's got to be a bunch of bad hombres.
0: Well, look, there's a couple of things. The reason why Mayorkas needs to be impeached peace, is because he knows how to secure the border. Uh, he, was, he was vice president in 2014, 2015. Uh, Joe, Biden was, Joe Biden was vice president in 2014, 2015. Alejandro Mayorkas was a deputy secretary in 2014, 2015. We had a huge family surge back then. Nowhere near as high as now, but we had a, a pretty big one. Both these men who I met with numerous times, they know how we stopped it. We built detention facilities. We detained everybody. We detained them long enough to see a judge. Of course, 90% lose their case; they simply don't qualify for asylum. We put them on an airplane, we sent them home, and the numbers went down. Thus, we addressed the border search. So these two men now have took us now. This, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas is now the secretary, and Joe Biden is now the president. They know how we fixed this the last time. So what are they doing now? They're not detaining him, the complete opposite of what we did in 2014, 2015. They're not requiring to see a judge, the complete opposite where they know works. And ICE, as I said earlier, ICE has been told by the secretary that being in a country illegally on its own is not enough to ICE to go seek somebody out and arrest them. So they're doing the complete opposite of what they know worked in 2014, 2015, when they're deputy secretary and the vice president. And, and, and Joe Biden, during the transition, he had... At least 200 transition uh, meetings that we met with the incoming and said, if you do this, this will happen. If you do this, that will happen. We told them what would happen if they abolished the Trump policies of the border. They did it anyways. And people have asked me, why would they purposely unsecure a border? And I always ask the Democrats up on Hill when I'm testifying, I said let me ask you a question What's a downside on a secure border? They can't answer it. What's the downside unless women get raped by the cartels? What's the downside unless children die making that journey? What's the downside in cartels making billions of dollars less? What's the downside unless Americans die from drug overdoses? What's the downside? What's the downside from less no-inspected terrorists being able to cross that border because they're so open and vulnerable? There is no downside in a secure border. So, yes, they did this on purpose, and people ask me all the time, why do you think they did it? Well, I think they perceive a future political benefit from having open borders. A lot lot of people say, well, they're hoping these millions that come across will be future Democratic voters. Maybe. But we don't have to get there. Because what what Biden did when he signed 90 executive orders abolishing everything the Trump administration did, he also overturned Trump's census rule. Which means that, you know, these 5.5 million counters, if they get into the country, they'll be counted in the next census. Most of them are sanctuary cities. So when they do the congressional apportionment, what's that mean? means more seats in the house for the democrats. This is about they sold the security and sovereignty of this country out for what they perceive as future political power because like I said earlier there is no other reason not to secure a border.
1: I hear you, you know, and having started out as a policeman and having been in law enforcement for well over 3 decades, life matters to you. You say secure borders saves lives. Please unpack that as well as your disappointment in, in legislatures People, you know, on both sides of the aisle who don't share your sentiment.
0: Well, as I said before, when, when President Trump had illegal migration down 83%, which means 83% less people are making that journey. I mean, just take an analogy. If you took 83% of the cars off the highway, would it be less highway deaths? Of course. And if you compare the, the deaths under Trump's uh, uh, four years and the deaths under Biden's two years the 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 biden numbers are again historic records 1700 migrants have died on u.s soil and that's what we know about and that's a record by far nothing even close to it and and that's what we know about because i went out to brooks county i I did it i spent a day with sheriff uh, benny martinez out there i was with him for four hours and four hours we found two dead bodies and i asked him out there Says how many he had a big rural area, thousands of acres, uh, thousands of square miles. And I asked him, I said, "How You, you find? You, you already found like a, over 100 dead bodies this year in your county. How many do you think are you're not finding?" He, if he, he said, "If I had a guess, I say we find 10 percent, because by the time they find this vast, vast area, they're, they're usually." Have been eaten by the animals. and been spread spread apart by the animals, and uh, so in the ones that drown in the river, some they'll never find in the river. So we know we know of 1700. That's what we know of. So think what the real number is, and 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 like, and, and the number of Americans are dying from fentanyl. Now DEA says 95% of the fentanyl in this country comes across the border. Okay, but that that's them, um, not me. 95%. Well, it isn't a coincidence in in historic illegal immigration, when you overwhelm the border, control, like they've been overwhelmed the last two years, in an average sector, seventy to ninety percent of agents have been pulled off the line. There's a couple instances hundred percent were pulled off the line. But on average, seventy to eighty percent of agents pulled off the line to, to process this massive humanitarian wave, historic illegal immigration. When you take 70, 80, 90 percent of agents off the line, that makes it very easy for the cartels to move drugs across. It makes it very easy to move non-inspected terrorists and criminals and gang members across. The cartels control our southern border. They'll, they'll decide to send a group of 200 families to one area, knowing that whatever is left on the border, with that, that 20 or 30 percent, is going to seize to that event to deal with that humanitarian crisis because a lot of the people will be in bad shape. And it's going to leave the, the border wide open for hundreds of miles. That's when they moved the fentanyl in. That's when they moved the bad guys in. And that because you, know, you know we got 1.2 million gotaways since Joe Biden became president. These are these are known recorded gotaways, which means they're caught on video, drone traffic, or sensor traffic. But Patrol couldn't respond because they're too busy processing of facilities. 1.2 million gotaways. Mm. You got to ask yourself, why didn't that 1.2 turn themselves in, knowing they would get released within hours? Knowing they get a free airline ticket to the city of their choice, knowing they can apply for work authorization, knowing it will take years to go through a court, and even if they lose, no one's looking for them because ICE can't arrest somebody for simply being here illegally. Why would they not take advantage of that? Why do they want to pay the cartels extra money to not get caught and to get to Chicago or New York? Well, there's a reason. They don't want to be fingerprinted, there's a reason. They don't want to be vetted. So that's just scared the hell out of every, every American. So, you know, on top of the deaths on the border, you can't underestimate the national security crisis that we're facing. I actually think what's happening on the southwest border the last two years is probably the biggest national security failure this country
1: has seen since 9-11. I hear you. Now, yeah, this is scary stuff. And I hope it's starting to come to light because I'm hoping all of a sudden we're starting to see you on TV all over the place again and. And hopefully people are going to get this. Uh, You know, we all know about the gangsters, the mob and such, but you brought up a very uh, interesting point. These new Jack criminal cartels are something most Americans don't know about. You do. In fact, chillingly, uh, you say a drug cartel put a hit on you and your family 20 years ago. So you kind of know how dangerous these people are. I don't think people have any idea what is going on with these cartels. Can you break it down? Oh, the criminal cartels in Mexico run
0: the country of Mexico. The government in Mexico are beholden to the criminal cartels. They don't, they, you know, the, the much of the federal law enforcement, much of the military, not all of them, but many of them, are corrupt. So the criminal cartels in Mexico control Mexico's destiny. And sadly, even though we're the the most powerful nation on the face of the earth, we no longer have we no longer have operational control of our border. The criminal car tells me. And they're making billions of dollars a year. And they're making more, more money right now than they've ever made. Why? Because they're making record amounts of money on drug trafficking, they're making a record amount of money on anti smuggling, they're making a record amount of money on human trafficking on women and children for sexual purposes. They're making a boatload of money more than they ever made before. And that's why you see so much violence in Mexico, the cartels are fighting one another for control of the plazas because you're making boatloads of money. The scary thing that people ought to recognize, not only the criminal cartels control, they have operational control of our own border, they are now in every large city in this country because not only are they fighting over the smuggling of the drugs in this country, now they're fighting over the US marketplace for drugs in our major cities. Cartels now have a place in every major city in this country. And that's just scare every American. There are just a family of six murdered in California by cartel hit. And we don't know how many hits, how many murders have resulted from cartels being there. Because under the uh, FBI Uniform Crime Report, the thing that every law enforcement agency reports arrests and convictions in, there is no box to check saying this was a cartel murder. They just marked murder. So we're going to start seeing a lot more people die from cartel violence in the United States. Why? Because we have we have surrendered control of our southern border to them. They know it. They know they got they got very little pushback. That's why President Trump was smart when he said we're going to declare them terrorist organizations. Look, I just talked over a hundred thousand Americans that died from fentanyl overdoses. Mm. That's that's a hell of a lot more than ISIS ever killed. So they should be terrorist organizations. But we won't defeat the cartels in Mexico unless the government of Mexico allows U.S. law enforcement, intelligence people, and special operations to go down there and take care of it. Mexico don't have the willpower because many of them are corrupt.
1: It's going to take the United States to fix this. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we have enough problems here we're trying to fix. Like, right now, the Republican legislatures, they went to the border. Uh, we have a little power now that control the House and the purse strings, but you say it's got to be much more than a dog and pony show. House hearings are going on about the... Uh, border uh what say you is 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 this a step in the right direction or
0: Yeah, i think i think what i said i said i'm sick of the dog and pony shows you all go down the southern border and say what a catastrophe it is then go back to dc and do nothing now they're finally doing something they're having oversight hearings and what oversight hearings are going to do is now they got control of the house i told them i'd help them i met with several of the high-ranking republicans and i said look I'll, i'll i'll tell you who to subpoena What's a subpoena and where you can find the information? i I've, I've been doing this 35 years. I know where the information's kept. I know where the bodies are buried. So subpoena the right people, subpoena the right documents, subpoena the right evidence, and show the American people that this is that that this is intentionally done, that they open the border up, and there's no system of consequence or deterrence. Because if you come in, we're going to release you, it's back to catch and release. And we'll give you due process, the great taxpayer expense, but even if a federal judge orders you orders you removed, no one's going to remove you. So let's prove this to, to uh, oversight hearings and prove it to the American people what this administration has done. That has resulted in record numbers of migrants dying, record number of Americans dying, and a record illegal immigration crisis we've never seen before. And let's prove it. And there's going to be, you know, there's, there's, I think there's 24 Democrat uh Congressmen are up for re-election in 2024 in really tough battleground states that Trump won. They're going to have to pick a side after hearing that evidence. Are they going to choose to ignore the evidence, or are they going to say, you know what I seen the evidence, you're right, and uh, this border was unsecured on purpose. We need to fix it. We need to address it. We need we need to give Bobbitt and Ice the authority to go do what they got to do and give them the green light to do that." So I think the oversight hearings number one will educate the American people because you know unless you're watching. Fox News, or unless you're listening to shows like yours, most of America doesn't know there's a border crisis. So let's prove to them through oversight hearings. There is one. Let's wake them up. Then wake up the Democrats who are in tough battleground races that make them, force them to pick a side. And then we maybe finally have some movement from a a Democrat White House and a Democrat Senate to do something.
1: I hear you. Tom, this is a big question that everybody asks me. What, where does America stand? Where does Joe America Public stand on this issue? Like, are people aware? They know that border is unsecure. They're seeing bits and pieces of stuff. Why hasn't there been a groundswell of public support for, hey, we have to do something with this?
0: Because I, I got disagreed on one point. Most Americans don't know there's a border crisis. Again, unless you're watching Fox News, unless you're listening to radio shows like yours, they don't know. I don't know how many people I've talked to and the people that watch the other networks. The other networks aren't even talking about the border crisis, right? Uh, and, and that's why the, the Republicans are having the oversight hearings, like Jordan's having an oversight hearing today, on the border. He wants to bring the problem back to the border and have the hearings at the border to wake up Americans. So hopefully this strategy works. But you'd be surprised how many people in this country doesn't know, don't know, there's a border crisis because yet work now the networks are protecting Joe Biden, Biden and not covering it. As far as Joe Biden, I don't think he knows what the hell is going on. I think I think the secretary is 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 the orchestra leader. Again, he knows better. He, he knows how we dealt with this before. He just took an oath. And as a Secretary of Homeland Security, I don't think he has an ounce of integrity because if he had any integrity at all, he has the same data points that I've shared with you in the last half hour. He knows we got, what's the number at? Last number was, you know, how many known suspect terrorists have, have been arrested crossing this border? He knows it's like 153. 153 non suspected terrorists have been arrested trying to get in the country. We got 1.2 million gotaways. How many of them are no suspected terrorists? But terrorists don't want to be arrested. So the secretary has that same data points I just told you. If he had any integrity, if he was a man of his word and uphold the oath he took and really cared about the national security of this nation, as a secretary of Homeland Security, He should tell the White House, I can no longer support your open border strategy. It's creating a national security crisis of huge proportions. I can't support it. And if they don't change their ways, then resign in protest and and go live on TV. That's what a Secretary of Homeland Security should do. But he's not doing it. So I think actually these oversight hearings, they should impeach him. uh, And I'll be witness number one.
1: There you go. And that'll be must-see TV because your battles with AOC and uh – and some of these other uh, idiots, (laughs) to me, it's much CTV. Before we, uh, Pramila Jayapal, the one that, you know, you took her apart, that was great. Uh, Before before, uh, I asked you how to tell people how to get in contact with you or anything you wanna support, the final question is, give the people some hope, Tom. What must we do to secure the border? And you say the crisis can be solved in a month. Please explain.
0: All you gotta do is turn on the Trump policies that worked. We proved they worked, Turn out to remain a Mexico program. Uh, People will still claim asylum, but they're going to to wait uh, in Mexico until their hearing date. Why do I say that? Because what I told you, nine out of 10 don't qualify. They'll get order removed and they won't leave. There's only one way you guarantee they leave. That's if you have them and, and, and they come in when they have their hearing, they lose their hearing, guess what, you're gone. So, you know, unless we do that, you're going to have hundreds of thousands of people lose asylum cases, become fugitives, and they're going to be, you know, in the wind and what happens then they'll have one or two usc kids and all of a sudden even republicans will say why'd you deport that guy with three usc kids well because he didn't have three usc kids when he got ordered removed mm-hmm. leaving, which is a crime he lied about asylum process was a felony he was ordered removed by a federal judge became a fugitive now all that's forgiven because they're usc kids this it causes a lot of problems so Remain in Mexico back in place. Put the third safe country agreements in that. If you're, if you're really escaping fear and persecution from Honduras and you get to Mexico, you should be claiming asylum there because have you not escaped that fear and persecution from your home government? You're not in the country anymore. So turn that in, and continue building a wall. The wall works. Every place there's a border barrier. It's proven by the data. Anybody can look it up. Every place they build a border barrier, illegal migrations decline, illegal drug flow decline. Turn the Trump policy back on and, and the right people in place. You can you can fix it in a month. And so do I think that's going to happen in this administration? No, but I'll make the same commitment to you that I made to President Trump. He comes back, I come back, we'll fix it.
1: I hear you. Now, would you say that each one of us that knows, because you say the people don't know, should each one of us just try and tell one of our friends? Friends, or uh, somebody in our church, or somebody that we work with. Like, if each one of us could, could just get one to to turn on the news and look at it, would that help?
0: Absolutely. We got to educate the American people. And like I said, I'm 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 a one-man show. I I, I talk on the Fox Network. I talk on a lot of radio shows. Uh, shows like yours make a, a huge difference. You got a lot of listeners, and people need to share the information and. We try to push out as much as we can, but again, the media is controlled mostly by the, the left and they're not going to share a story that embarrasses the administration. And so yeah, you, you know, tell your family, tell your friends, and, and and most of all call your congressman up Republican or Democrat. Even if they're Republicans, they say, Well, Republicans can don't control the Senate, they'll never pass any laws. But you know what? You can you can demand that your Republican senators stop negotiating with them. Don't negotiate an infrastructure bill. Don't don't, don't negotiate a budget. They need Republicans to negotiate certain things in this country, and they should walk away from the table and not negotiate a single thing until this administration does one thing to help slow the flow. You can demand that Republican senators and congressmen, and I have. I've called my Republican senators and congressmen and said, why the hell are you negotiating any budget without them making them do something to, to take at least one step? to secure the border, tell them to go to hell and and, and boycott any negotiations. But we do have the power of the purse strings. We need to shut the government down. So we need to play hardball. And people say, well, that's a serious thing to shut the government down. Well, how serious do we got to get? 100,000 Americans, mm-hmm. 1,700 migrants, dead. 157 known suspected terrorists in, uh, entering the country. At what point is enough enough that we got to take drastic measures to say, enough, we're done, you need to do something, and we're going to shut it all down.
1: I hear you very. I hear you, Tom. And you put out a lot of information. Thanks for coming on. Please tell people how they can reach you and anything you'd like to promote.
0: Just come to my website, it's homelandstrategic.com. Um and and I got a website there. But uh, you know, anybody can reach out to me. Now, I understand, I'm 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 slammed. I'm I'm working. I'm working seven days a week right now. So maybe a while before I reply to them. But I, I'll 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 try to reply to them in, in as fast as I can. But I appreciate me having me on your show. And please, you know. Gary, keep, keep, keep fighting the fight. We need shows like yours getting get the truth out. So I appreciate what you do every day.
1: Uh, and Tom, I appreciate you coming on because I know how busy you are. So I thank you very much for carving out this time. Tom Holman, everybody. He knows he's been there, done that, bought the T-shirt, and is trying to help us keep our country. I want to thank Tom Holman for coming back to educate us in critical border issues making a passionate plea in regard to border security and breaking down why we no longer can remain silent on this nation-threatening issue. As I've stated many times, we better get this taken care of while we still have time to do so, friends. This podcast is available for download at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hope you'll subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review, and be sure to tell your friends about the show. For first-time listeners, hope you'll check out the podcast archive located on the page where you can hear previous episodes featuring guests such as Ben Carson, Monica Crowley, Brigitte Gabriel, Donna Fadusha and Don Nguyen, Kevin Sorbo, Brandon Tatum, Naomi Wolf, Mike Lindell, Carol Swain, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, Diamond and Silk, Trevor Loudon, and Peter Navarro. Well, that's a wrap, America. Thanks for joining us. So until the next time, this is your host, Gary Benford, saying God bless you, God bless your families, and God bless America.